Hi, and welcome to this episode of I've Got This Kid. I'm your host, Sharina Williams, licensed speech and language pathologist, homeschooling mom of two, and as always, wife of one. I am here to answer all of your speech, language, play, development, and everything else that falls in between. Again, it is an honor and privilege to be here with you guys. And I am so grateful for all of the continued support. Like we are just growing like crazy and it has been just magical to watch how you guys are sending in questions, your feedback and all that other jazz. So if you have time, rate us, like us, love us, become part of our community. Keep sending in your questions because y'all know I love answering a good question. And not only that, the ebook Maintaining a Healthy You is officially out. You can find that on my website at iheartspeechtherapy.com. If you go under the sale page and no, you're not going to pay a dollar for it, not even a cent, but go under my sale page, click it, download it, read it. Tell me if it works. Tell me how you like it. Tell me what you think, y'all, because I am here for you. So today's episode, we are going to be talking sensory processing disorder, and it sounds just like the name. We're going to be talking about the senses and how our little sugars interpret the world around them with their senses and what happens when they have difficulties navigating through their senses to make sense of the world around them. And by the end of this episode, you're going to know about signs, symptoms, onset, types, and most importantly, how to help. Because as always, I'm here to tool you up. So let's get right into things. We take the world around us. We take it in with our eyes, the stuff that we see, what we smell, our nose, right? What we taste and eat with our mouth, the things that we hear with our ears and the stuff that we touch with our hands. And sometimes our little sugars have a hard time interpreting the world using their senses. And so some of them may have difficulties with what they see or what they hear or what they smell or what they taste or what they touch. That would be defined as sensory processing disorder. But the thing about it is, I know you're like, okay, big deal. Maybe it's a big deal. And we're going to talk about why. Because it can impact our little sugar's interactions with others. They may appear super distracted or daily functioning might be impacted. It may be hard for them to get through really normal routines. It can impact their social and family relationships because of the lack of attention or how they treat others around them. and honestly, how we respond to them, not knowing how to respond to their behavior. It might also impact their behavior. They may appear impulsive, or it may appear that they lack self-control, or it can impact the way that they regulate their emotions. They may be hypersensitive or hyposensitive, and we're going to get into more of that later. It can also impact their self-esteem because, again, their senses are being impacted and the way that they relate to the world around them looks different. And it may make that hard to fit in with people around them. 
And finally, it can impact their learning. It could be hard to pay attention or focus or concentrate due to like people or environmental distractions. And sensory processing disorder can start as early as the toddler years. That's usually when most world changers recognize, hey, my little sugar is showing like some some wonky signs. Like they may be sensitive to light if it's too bright or if the lights are fluorescent, like they don't like it or they're closing their eyes or they're squinting. Or they may show excessive tantrums or demonstrate excessive tantrums or act out. (laughs) They may have a lot of tantrums going on, y'all. And it might be over things that you're like, I don't understand why you're tantruming over that, or I don't understand why you're having a meltdown moment. You might see them being a little bit more agitated or toe walking or having what we call clothes aversion. Like they want to take off their clothes all the time. And it might be something as simple as like, cutting the tags out of the clothes or the texture of the clothes. Remember, we're talking about how they interpret things in their world, right? You might also see them crash into things, into people really, really hard. And and you're like, oh my gosh, like the baby doesn't even come up to me and hug me. They're like crashing into me almost to the point of where they're knocking me over because they're looking for some kind of input. And then you might also see them putting their hands over their ears sometimes if they get too excited or the noise becomes too loud or a pitch, even like our pitch and the way that we present ourselves can be a turnoff or difficult for them to interpret. And it goes back into that that piece of the relationship and interaction with others. Like if they're putting their hands over their ears or going the other way when we're communicating with them, that can lead to mixed signals that my child doesn't like me. My child doesn't want to be with me. And that's definitely not the case. It's the fact that they're having a hard time interpreting the world around them. So sensory processing disorder, it can be organized in two different ways. From my vantage point, I look at it and most professionals in the field, we look at hypersensitivity to where they're oversensitive about the environment. The environment is too overwhelming. And we look at it from the perspective of hyposensitivity, where they might be undersensitive to the environment, where the environment is underwhelming and they're constantly looking for input. That's the kid that won't calm down. So let's go back to hypersensitivity, where they're oversensitive and the environment is a little bit too much for a little sugar. You might see that they have difficulties understanding where their body is in relation to other objects. Why? Because it's hard for them to take the information in. They may bump into things and appear clumsy because usually they're trying to tone the world down around them. And so it may appear that they're not quite paying attention just again because they're trying to look for some kind of balance. They may pinch really hard or slam objects down really hard. And they usually have a hard time with movement activities because remember, the way that it's being interpreted is too much. So going down slides might be hard for them or riding a bike or a tricycle. That fast, rapid movement may be really hard for them. Or as they get older, roller coasters may be a situation. And remember, again, this stuff can show up early when they're toddlers and you'll see like maybe at the park, they don't want to get on the swing or they don't really want to move 
or do super fast. They're probably a little bit slower and they're looking for that calm, safe activity, not something that requires them to have to like attend to moving really fast or doing really fast. Because again, it's really hard to take it in. For our hypersensitive low sugars, the, again, the environment is a little bit underwhelming. Like they need input from their environment because they're always looking for the balance. And the brain is simply telling the body when kiddos are dealing with sensory processing disorder that things are just not quite being balanced or interpreted the way that it's being interpreted or supposed to be interpreted. And so for this this crowd, you might see them craving the input, like they're going to be that kid that wants to jump off of everything, jump onto everything, bump into everything, crash into everything including the parent, which is why it shows up when they're so young, because they're looking for that feedback and that input in their body. Deep pressure, like tight bear hugs. Those are those kids that want like not just a hug, but they want a really big squeeze. They may be excessively rough, like to the point to where maybe an hour into rough housing, they're still looking for more rough housing. You might see them toe walking or mouthing hard items or nonsense items. And a nonsense item is something that's not food. Like this does not make sense why you're eating the puzzle piece or the plastic toy. And they're not trying to consume it. They're just, again, looking for that input to, for their brain to tell their body that everything is being balanced out. And they may prefer crunchy, hard textures. Um, textures are a huge deal for kiddos who Um, have difficulties with processing because again, they're looking for either more input or less input. And so a telltale sign is when they are eating certain textures, some may like it a little bit crunchier for our hypersensitive. They may not enjoy the crunchier textures. It might be a little bit too much. They may want like the softer textured food. And so how can this impact our little sugar? Well, A lot of times parents describe these little ones as either picky or overly sensitive or impulsive or irritable or rough or clumsy. And honestly, a lot of times their behavior is demonstrating this, but it's not for the reasons that we would equate it to. It's literally because they're having a hard time balancing the world around them into their world and their brain telling their body that things are okay. And so there are a lot of things that we can do to help our little sugars who suffer from sensory processing disorder for our kiddos who are overly sensitive, that hypersensitive child. We have to be aware of the environment. Remember, we are our sugar's biggest asset, right? And if we're able to modify the space, modify the environment, then we can help them out within the home, within the community. And so we want to be aware of light, different kind of lights. Fluorescent lights are usually the lights that I get the most feedback around. You guys know the fluorescent lights that you see in buildings. They usually do not like those lights. So in clinic, a lot of times pre-COVID, I would turn the lights off to make sure that they were comfortable with the lighting in the room so they're not 
overly sensitive about it and unable to attend to activities that are being placed in front of them so they can focus because this does, again, impact focus and attention. If the brain is unable to tell the body that things are in the balance, then they're going to show acting out behaviors that are often hard for most world changers, you guys, as the parents to interpret. So again, light, you want to make sure to check the lights. It might be too bright for them at times. So maybe getting them used to wearing sunglasses or giving a verbal warning. Sound sensitivities, if it is too loud, if the voice gets too pitchy, right? Because my voice can get really, really pitchy, especially when I'm playing. And so I have to be careful with my pitch levels when I'm hanging out with my little sugars because it can be too much. So we either want to quiet down and lower our pitch and the rate of speech. If we're talking too fast, again, for that hypersensitive child, it's too much to take in. And so it's better to be direct and tell them exactly what it is that you want from them so they can carry it out. Noises, loud noises, humming sounds, things that we're able to weed out, they're not necessarily always able to weed out. So you may have to get like white noise machines. Or you may have to make sure that that refrigerator isn't making humming sounds or loud noises or humming noises or different things that, again, our brains, for people who don't have sensory processing disorder, we can weed it out. They can't. And it's a lot more pronounced for our little ones who are hypersensitive. Textures, again, I talked about that a little bit earlier, like textures can be a big problem because if it's too crunchy or too mushy or too whatever, it's really hard for them to interpret that in a way to where they accept it. So again, they might be described as a little bit more of a picky eater. And so if you're finding that your sugar is seeming disconnected, lower the volume, your volume, again, lower the TV volume, maybe not having the TV on in the house all day or loud music, slowing yourself down, eliminating outside distractions. And also another big one is organizing the play space so they can comfortably interpret what's happening around them. For our hyposensitive kid, our undersensitive child, they're going to need a lot of movement in their daily routine. Point blank simple. Like they're going to need movement. They're going to need a lot of movement so you don't become the human jumping bag or they they are not using your furniture as the trampoline or the park, right? And so giving them movement and shaping the world around them to help get that movement out is super helpful for them. There's even like squishy chairs and especially for the school ager, like yoga ball chairs, allowing them to chew gum in class. Like there's all kinds of things that we could do for that hyposensitive kid just so their body can be balanced out. They may have the same reaction as our hypersensitive kids to sounds, lights, noises, but instead of like running away from them and isolating, they may become more impulsive. They may become more amped up, a little bit more excited about things. And so we want to make sure, again, that we are sensitive to how we are tailoring the environment to meet their needs. And what I love about just sensory processing in general, the process is a lot easier to find out whether or not your sugar is having difficulties taking in the world around them using their five senses. 
And so you can go to sensoryprocessingdisorder.com or childmind.org and take a free online quiz and describe your little sugar and how they behave and get aligned with, oh, my child may be hypersensitive or hyposensitive. And a lot of times for our kiddos who have sensory processing disorder, these little ones a lot of times have an additional diagnosis that comes along with them. Like usually sensory processing disorder is a sign that something else underlying may be going on. But understanding like that if your child already has a diagnosis or is neurodivergent, that this can be something that is accompanied with that. So our kiddos who have ADHD, ADD, autism, a lot of times sensory processing is something else that they have in addition to. And parents aren't always getting the information about that. They feel like it is something that comes along with that diagnosis. And in a sense, like it is per se, but is it is something that is different and should be treated just like a language disorder, a speech disorder, or somebody who has mobility difficulties. And that's a fancy word for saying like their movement, whether they need physical therapy or occupational therapy. And so understanding sensory processing disorder will really help world changers not feel like their little sugar is rejecting them. Because a lot of times parents are feeling rejected by their kiddos who do have difficulties interpreting the world around them just because they're either always moving, looking for that input, and it feels like they'll never sit down and read a book with me, or they never sit down and want to play with me, or, you know, they are, when they do play with me, they're a little bit too rough, or for that hypersensitive kid, my baby's always running away from me, or they're always putting their hands over their ears, or it always looks like they're moving and going somewhere and never quite calm, and I'm not sure why. And so understanding that a little tweak or two in our environment can really help them navigate the world around them so they can have meaningful interactions can start early. And so if you go online to, again, sensoryprocessingdisorder.com or childmind.org and you find that, hey, my little sugar does have some characteristics that align with sensory processing disorder, I want you to go and reach out to an occupational therapist. As much as I love helping my world changers with everything speech, language, play, and development. This is not my wheelhouse (laughs) for treatment. I can help modify environments, but the occupational therapist is the one that you want to get in touch with to help with therapy. And they have been amazing. The ones that I know over the years have been amazing educating me about this and then doing some personal research about it to understand it as a professional, how to help do better for my little sugars and making sure that we're maximizing therapy time. Because again, this can impact the way that they are attending and focusing and learning, which means that they may not always sit and do. And so we have to tailor things for their needs. Um, so I want you guys, again, if you find that your little sugar may have some characteristics that align with sensory processing disorder, go get some help from an OT, go to www.aota.org. All this stuff is going to be in the show notes and you can find a licensed professional in your community, which technically now because of COVID can be anywhere, like find somebody you jail with and then 
go do some virtual meetings and see what they can do to help support you through that process, because there's no reason for us to not be tooled up in this area. And I know you guys are amazing and working hard out there to get your little sugars, everything that you need. So that's all we have for today, world changers. If you have any questions about this episode or past episodes, please reach out. You can find me at questions at I've got this Also, Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to click on the link below to access a copy of my free ebook, Maintaining a Healthy You. I know it's going to benefit you or somebody else you love. So spread the word. Let's get it out there. And also tune in next week because we are going to be talking about the What series. The What series is coming out starting next week. Our first episode of the What series, we're going to be talking about what is stuttering. There's going to be a lot of great information in there, tooling you guys up about what stuttering is, what it ain't, how to deal, how to cope. So there's going to be some good stuff. I can't wait to tool you guys all up. Until the next time, world changers, take care.